Welcome to Finding Forgiveness, a Fraser 365 devotional. I'm Chris Montgomery, the senior pastor at Fraser Church, and we're excited you've joined us for this study. May the Lord bless you as we learn about His forgiveness. This is Day 18 of Finding Forgiveness. Today's title is A Test from Joseph. A faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Our text today is Genesis 42, 1 through 38. When Jacob learned that there was grain for sale in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you look at one another? And he said, behold, I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there that we may live and not die. So 10 of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he feared that harm might happen to him. Thus the sons of Israel came to buy among the others who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. Where do you come from? He said. They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them, and he said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, No, my lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. He said to them, No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see. And they said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you, and let him bring your brother while you remain confined, that your words may be tested." Or else, by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this, and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers remain confined where you are in custody, and let the rest go and carry grain for the famine of your households, and bring your youngest brother to me. So your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. They said to one another, In truth, we are guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us, and we did not listen. This is why this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. Then he turned away from them and wept. And he returned to them and spoke to them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. And Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to replace every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. This was done for them. Then they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed. 
And as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place, he saw his money in the mouth of his sack. He said to his brothers, My money has been put back. Here it is in the mouth of my sack. At this their hearts failed them, and they turned trembling to one another, saying, What is this that God has done to us? When they came to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke roughly to us and took us to be spies of the land. But we said to him, We are honest men. We have never been spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I shall know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your households, and go your way. Bring your youngest brother to me. Then I shall know that you are not spies, but honest men, and I will deliver your brother to you, and you shall trade in the land. As they emptied their sacks, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and now you would take Benjamin. All this has come against me. Then Reuben said to his father, Kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm should happen to him on the journey that you are to make, you would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Because of the famine, Jacob sent ten of his sons to Egypt. He wouldn't send Benjamin for fear something might happen to him. In Jacob's mind, he had already lost one son with Rachel. He wasn't going to lose the other son. He was overprotective of Benjamin as he was of Joseph earlier in life. When Joseph's brothers came before him, Scripture gives us vivid detail. Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them. When ten of his brothers bowed down to Joseph, he had a flashback of the dream that started this journey. The rest of Genesis 42 records Joseph testing his brothers. Joseph begins this test by calling his brothers spies, but he was the one who had all the inside information. An in-depth study of this chapter reveals the amazing strategy behind this test. Of course, Joseph had many years to think about it. The following commentary gives a great summary. Joseph's idea was not to get even with his brothers, but to help reinforce the heartlessness of their crime concerning him and bring it back to their minds in all its stark reality. They had not only betrayed Joseph, but had cruelly deceived their own father, and those sins were buried in their hearts. Joseph undoubtedly wanted to know his brother's present attitude towards what they had done. Did they regret it, or had they forgotten it completely? Had they come to the place where they no longer lived by deception, hiding the truth for personal gain? Had they embraced a more honest lifestyle? His numerous claims of their being spies were calculated to make them defenseless and see how they would react to being falsely accused. From his own experience, Joseph knew all too well how it felt to be falsely accused. They needed to know also. But it was just as important to Joseph to learn of the welfare of his father and the status of his brother, Benjamin. How had the ten brothers been treating him? The quickest route to answering all these questions was to falsely accuse them. The brothers quickly responded to Joseph's accusation and defended their integrity. No, my lord, the information they volunteered was true. 
But had they abandoned dishonesty? They claimed they were honest. Joseph needed to know for sure. He continued to test. No, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. Their desire to convince Joseph of their honesty made them divulge information they did not need to volunteer. But it was exactly what Joseph wanted to hear. His father and brother were alive. Joseph's brothers passed the first test, and it only sets up another one. The result of the first test is that Simeon is taken as prisoner until Benjamin is brought to Egypt. When the other nine sons of Jacob return, they tell their father exactly what happened. Jacob is not about to lose his other son with Rachel. In fact, notice the obvious favoritism that still exists in Jacob's words found in verse 38. My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is the only one left. If harm should happen to him on the journey that you are about to make, you would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Notice the two phrases, for his brother is dead, and he is the only one left. Jacob did not say to the other nine brothers, your brother is dead. Jacob acted like they hadn't lost a brother too. In addition, the rest of his sons couldn't help but be offended when he said he is the only one left. Jacob still has a favorite wife, and he still favors a particular side of his family. In Genesis 43, we will see that starvation trumps Jacob's fear, and he will send Benjamin to Egypt. But for now, he is willing to let Simeon stay in confinement as long as Benjamin is safe. Consider these questions. How has God used a test in your life to take you to the next part of his plan? In the last spiritual test you experienced, did your faith prove trustworthy? Have you ever felt that others around you get preferential treatment? Instead of focusing on how imperfect people behave, take some time to focus on your perfect Heavenly Father. He loves all His children the same. Pray with me. Lord, prepare us for the tests that life gives us. Strengthen us so our faith is found to be strong. In your name, amen. Amen.